This episode of Technobabble is going to be featuring the uh, the weird, the wonderful, the provocative, the transformative, and how can we uh, really progress there without thinking of David Bowie, who was very much like that with music. So uh, to honor him, we're going to portray uh, one of his many references in the Venture Brothers cartoon. Enjoy. <laughs> Don't talk like that, Tom. You're gonna make it. Fight it! I'm feeling very stupid. And I think my spaceship knows which way to go. Tell my wife I love her very much. She knows! Ground control to Major Tom. Your circuit's dead. There's something wrong. Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me? Major Tom! Ashes. To ashes. Hello and welcome to Geek Fallout Technobabble. This is episode 11 where we discuss some of the weird things that we found at CES. I'm Richard, hosting this episode, and with me is my lovely co-host, Mike, the Steve Bomber to my Bill Gates. How's it going, buddy? Hey, I'm Mike. Good? Yep. I can botch botch my introduction even if I'm not in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, you can. It's been a, I had an early morning. Yeah, it has definitely been a couple of those lately. I hear you for sure. It's been more of a it's been more of a weekend than a weekend. But at least it's been warm out, so we can't really complain, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> good time. All right. Good time to lose my gloves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is probably the best time to lose them. Better get a new pair within the next couple of days, actually. Oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, things that warm you up. One of my very first uh, items that I saw at CES this year uh, is a running shoe that heats. Yes, it heats your feet. This is from a company called Digisole, and it's called the Smart Shoe. Now, they have two different products here. They have the Smart Sole and the Smart Shoe. Both are Bluetooth-enabled. Uh, the Sole starts at $199. And the shoe itself will be going on pre-order February 1st of this year at 6 p.m. on their website for $400. Now, basically, the shoe and the sole have pretty much all the exact same features except for a couple. So we'll just talk about the main ones at first. So it'll track your steps, your walking, and all of that. And then with the app that you can download, obviously, you can check your calories burned and blah, 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 whatever, all the fitness stuff that everybody's into nowadays, right? Um, But it'll even... It has uh, even the soles themselves, when you just buy the $199 soles, uh, you can control the temperature through the app separately for each sole. So if one foot is a little colder than the other, say you're driving early in the morning and the heat kind of hit one foot, you know, but the other foot's kind of cold or I don't know what kind of situation would come up where one foot's colder than the other. But basically you can make one foot warmer than the other. I, I think if you stepped in a puddle, then there one, you go. F- one foot would be colder than the other. Hopefully that doesn't gunk well, up the electronics. Yeah, well, that's true. I, I think that they would make it uh, waterproof for the most part. But uh, so you, you can heat it up through the app, uh, which is kind of interesting. And then when you get the actual shoe, this is where the Marty McFly comes in. Because not only do they have some cool shock absorbers, ooh, la-dee-da, but they are self-tightening. You can <laughs> tighten and loosen them from the app on your phone. Thus, you have Back to the Future shoes. They heat you, they track you, and they tighten by themselves, pretty much. Well, you, you do it, but 
you know. So so we so, so we do have the year 2015 technology in these shoes. In in the in the year 2016, we have the year 2015 technology. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it took a year, but we caught up. Exactly. I th- I, th- I think these are pretty cool. I think the uh, the soles themselves, if they could get this down to, or another company could simplify this to basically just the heating, I think that these would sell really well. You know what I mean? If you could buy a pair of these soles for say ninety nine ninety nine, this would be on a lot of people's Christmas lists, don't you think? Especially up here in Canada. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you, 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 you want to need boots? Well, yeah, yeah for, I the, guess. Well, for the most part. Yeah, that's true, actually. I mean, unless you're going to be walking through uh, big uh, snow banks and stuff, you know. But if you live in a condominium where they take care of all of your uh, shoveling for you or something like that, or a townhouse or an apartment building, and you just drive or bus, you know, for sure, you could totally do that. And if they hit a price point like ninety nine ninety nine, being Bluetooth enabled, that would be amazing. The thing that concerns me about these shoes, and especially the uh, the actual shoes themselves and not just the soles, is how long does the battery last? What if the battery dies while my shoes are tightened? Can I undo them? Like, What if you came home and, and you forgot to plug in your shoes? Exactly. Can you tighten them without, <laughs> without the Bluetooth-enabled app? <laughs> so, or uh, maybe, that, maybe they can just have a little uh, shoe mat with the induction in it so that you can just throw your shoes on that mat. It drains all the water and everything. And while it's doing that, the uh, treads are conducting electricity well, through induction. That's the thing. That's, that's an accessory that you can cash in on. You actually just uh, said the exact thing that I was kind of thinking about. Because in doing research for for this episode and trying to find some weird things and whatnot, right, uh, I came across a lot of different wearables. This year at uh, at CES was even more of the year wearables than last year. And, and smart clothing uh, more so. So they've got smart t-shirts, smart wet, uh, sweaters, smart pants, smart belts. Smart shoes, probably smart gloves out there, I'm sure. And all these things track track this or tighten themselves or do this or that. All they need are stupid customers. <laughs> exactly. But my my problem with all of these things is, I personally, I've I've owned a smartwatch before. I, I had one, I think it was a little over a year ago now. I like how you two say years ago. I like how you say had. Just to, well, let you, just to let you know how effective this product is. I oh, had. no, I really want, I really wanted one, but I broke my phone, so I traded my watch that no longer worked, or with, because my, my Sam, I had a Samsung smartwatch, and they only work with Samsung phones, and my Samsung phone smashed, so I needed a new one, and I couldn't afford a Samsung, so I got a Motorola, so I just traded the watch for a new phone. And you didn't get a Motorola watch? Not yet. And I switched back to Samsung anyway. Do so. you need, do you need a toothpick to operate that watch? Shut up, you. <laughs> to the moon, Mike. To the moon. <laughs> One of these days, Mike. To the moon. Good reference. Good reference. <laughs> I thought only I had these 60-year-plus references. Good to know I finally found a kindred spirit. <laughs> so uh, uh, what? Uh, what's what's your uh, one of your weird items that you sell? Well, uh, speaking of both ancient things and wearables, I found this delightful little... Uh, video that someone took at CES of using a muff band to uh, it's like a wearable smart toy slap band that you wear on your wrist and these guys were using the motion control version uh, aspect of it to play Pac-Man by flailing their arms in the general direction that you want the Pac-Man to go <laughs> and uh, well I, I, I looked into what this thing is because yeah it's an it has an accelerometer uh, uh, 
detectors, whatever. But the, I, I just wondered, why did they call it the Moth Band? Like, to this doesn't this doesn't make you look or feel like Moff Tarkin. That's so, what I was thinking. That's exactly so what I was going to reference. It doesn't to. seem to have any reference to Star Wars. So, what the hell does Moff mean in a non-imperial capacity? So, I checked out the site Moff.mobi, <laughs> and they're asking, like, it's kind of like a little FAQ, like, what kind of sounds can the Moff Band make? Are the sounds free? Yeah, like, you have to pay for the sounds. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure you don't have to charge anyone for slapping this across someone's face, but... It sounds like, does the Muff Band record an Android Apple? Blah, blah, blah. How comfortable is it? How safe is it? What age is it appropriate for? But at the very bottom, they have the big question. Muff is a silly word. What does it even mean? Now, here's the non-Star Wars, because yes, apparently Muff exists outside of Star Wars. Muff is a Japanese startup founded by some really nice people in Tokyo. In fact, Moff got its start on Kickstarter in the U.S. where it was successfully funded in 48 hours. Yeah, wow. pr probably by a bunch of lightsaber-wielding dorks who thought that you were going to do something with it. But <laughs> anyway, that says, Moff is literally translated to mean warm or fuzzy feeling. In other words, it's like hugging a panda. <laughs> Congratulations, you Nickelodeon-looking bastards. You just ruined Star Wars for me. Because now I'm going to think of Grand Fuzzy Tarkin. <laughs> and you know, and, and as a side note, he probably was Grand Fuzzy Tarkin because he did, because Peter Cushing did his role in slippers because of his, because uh, the shoes wouldn't, uh, the shoes were hurting his feet. And, you know, when you're Peter Cushing, you get your friggin' way. All right. If you can kill Dracula with some candlesticks and fight the Daleks as Doctor Who, and then solve and then beat the Hounds of Hell as Sherlock Holmes, it, it, someone says shoot me from the legs up. They're gonna shoot you from the legs up and let you wear your damn bunny slippers to work. Okay, <laughs> when you've done what Pete Cushing has done, you get respect. So now I've lost some of that respect because now I think of him as Graham Warm and Fuzzy Tarkin. <laughs> And now it's even more denigrating when Vader's when Vader basically kowtows to him. Uh, I don't know. Screw you, Moby. So, so what's what's is the whole point of these uh, bracelet style thingies is just to control Pac-Man? Uh, it's something you can do. It says with the Moth Band, anything is possible. Slap it on, pick a sound, and transform the world around you. It has Apple and iOS compatibility. Uh, has 30 realistic sound effects included in the free Moff app. It's like a slap bracelet, but, uh, yeah, I was just more interested in the, uh, Pac-Man aspect, and the website's broken, because I'm trying to click about and home, and it's not even, like, giving me a loading sign. It is just, I, I, I can go suck a big one as far as information is concerned. Like, this website hates me. But wow. I, tr I tried looking at it, and, uh, yeah, it says it empowers each kid to use their imagination and get up and move. Uh, yeah, well, playing Pac-Man by waving your arms is, uh, yeah, well. Yeah, not the it's only not, thing they show off. Yeah, it's the only thing these people were able to do with the damn thing. So, uh, so yeah. So it can't do anything or everything. Oh, it can, it can do anything. It's only limited by your imagination. And nobody at SES had any imagination. Apparently, or developer skills for this product anyway. No, apparently, it just makes sounds as you move it around, and it can tie in with your phone and shit. Like, 
so in other words, it's just a uh, an open sourced device that they will open up to developers later. Oh yeah, it's like a wearable, a wearable accelerometer to. Uh, yeah. I guess like video games are only the one thing. I guess they want to integrate it with like augmented reality or, uh, you know, okay, something that ties in with stuff. I like, guess eh? I don't know. Like I thought we were done with the slap bracelets, but here we go again. Well, now, in now the uh, and shit. <laughs> in the spirit of your uh, silly slap bracelet, I uh, offer on to you. The weirdest alarm clock I have ever seen. Ooh, lay it on me. So I don't know about you, but I've seen some pretty weird ones in my day. You know, like most of them are all different variations of just a different look to an alarm clock, right? You've got those big Lego guys that are alarm clocks now. You've got charging alarm clocks. You've got alarm clocks that, you know, are more of an art piece or whatever, you know, a football one or something. And then you've got ones like the the ones that uh, have a light on them and will wake you up naturally to uh, a sunrise every morning, just as the human was meant to wake up. I like the uh, I like the flying drone ones. So it yep. just it just makes sure that you can't swat at it, or or like it, the overly gone. loud loud ones. I've seen ones that you uh, you put a little pad underneath your bed and it will vibrate your bed until you wake up. But this takes weird alarm clocks to a whole new level. Uh, this is a product called SensorWake. And for $89, you can be woken up at any time you wish in the morning to several distinct odors, including, but not limited <laughs> to, coffee, the uh. seaside, warm, fresh-baked croissants, freshly cut grass, peppermint, and warm cocoa. Two cartridges cost $11.00. And offer thirty wake ups each. Uh, I don't. I don't know about you. I don't think a smell would necessarily wake me up, though. No. Like that's that's what I'd be worried about. Like I don't even trust my alarm clock now. Like I have it set on a repeat every week because I work the same the same shifts every day, right? So I have it set to wake me up. You know, X days every single week at X time. And I have multiple alarms set to make sure I wake up and I still check it every single time I go to bed. You know, why would I, I wouldn't trust a smell. Like, I guess maybe if you're, if you are addicted to coffee or something. And the only, the only thing that would really uh, work is if you had the smell of like a burning house or something. (laughs) (laughs) The putrid smell of your burning kin. (laughs) That'd wake you up real quick. Have the Game of Thrones pack. It's just <laughs> burning bodies smell. <laughs> At least they could get a tie-in. <laughs> oh, you know, like, uh, and pl- uh, well, you just know what Playboy would be offering. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> now you can, now you can smell like now you can smell like Hugh Hefner sheets. Oh, oh yeah, that's a that's a great that's a great uh, smell. Well, at least you'll know you'll always wake up at your best. <laughs> oh my god this this thing is just begging for uh, well what do you what do you have next oh my god besides a rampant disgust and shame for the world um i have uh speaking of a a sad <laughs> pathetic oh yeah i, I we, we we're going further down the the shame hole and I got a, a nice product here for you. Um, 
What do you like to do with your best friends when you have them over? Masturbate. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay, after that when you're recharging, what do you do? Uh, play D&D? Exactly, you play games. Now, now, what would you do with man's best friend? He just sits there like a freaking bump on a log, smiling at you, wait, waggling his tongue and shit, and he doesn't do bupkis. But Isn't that now, what balls and frisbees are for, and the great outdoors? Yeah, and but cats and squirrels. Yeah, but you're a gamer. You hate the sun. Fair so, point. Yes. So now you can jam with man's best friend with a dog console. That's right. The hottest video game console at CES isn't for humans, though. The Clever Pet Hub is designed for dogs, which are very lovable, which like very lovable, stupid humans. We invite into our homes to bring us the joy of companionship. The creator of the Clever Pet Hubs, Daniel Nudson, says a lot of dogs stay home all day with nothing to do. A fact that any pet owner can attest to. While many bad dogs will take out their boredom by tearing apart a bag of garbage, Nudson's Clever Pet Hub gives dogs a constructive release for their energy. And is this here? We've got combined 30 years of experience training animals with computers and machines. Really? So this and 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 I I uh, I actually saw this as well. So doesn't it give them like treats when they figure out puzzles or something like that? Yeah, which basically those which yeah, thirty years of uh, they fi- they figured out how to teach a mouse to do that by pushing a button and getting a treat. So it took them thirty years to teach a dog how to do it. Well, I think like this one is is uh, it's multiple buttons with different lights and stuff like that, and they have to figure. It's like uh, I think the the article that I said that it was more like Simon Says for dogs. Yeah, they just have to like repeat the 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 lights and press the buttons in the same order as the lights go off or something like that, and then they get a treat. And like, I don't know if the, if that's actually fun for a dog because I mean, like, yeah, sure, the first time or two they're probably like, hey, this is cool and new, and then after that they're just like, okay, I pressed the button, just give me the damn treat. Like, you don't make me work for it. <laughs> I don't know why they bother doing that when dogs can read. Like, if you've seen videos, people are able to train dogs to read, and it's really not that hard. And it's not just that the dog memorizes the shapes of the flashcards, because you can write down the word if it's big and legible. He, he like he'll recognize a change in font and size and style and still understand the concept of the letters in front of him. So, yeah, you can teach a dog to read and like if you put up like notes or anything, I'm pretty sure you could also get the dog to use those notes to communicate to you like walk, hungry. So, you know, th- this seems like a step backwards when it comes to trying to use technology to bridge the gap between man and beast. Talking about taking steps between man and beast, Uh-oh. boy, do I have a product for you. We're just talking about of, a segue. We're just full of segues. Yeah, this is working out great. Uh, so I have a product here called the Pit Pat. And this is a uh, British product that starts at uh, £39.99 pounds or uh, uh, yeah, pounds. It sounds kind of weird, thirty nine ninety nine pounds, but uh, it's forty pounds, which I believe roughly equals about uh, eighty eighty five dollars Canadian, roughly. And this is a fitness tracker for your dog. Yes, you heard me. Fitness trackers are now for your pets. Uh, this will track how long your dog has been walking, running, 
sitting or playing and connects to an app on your phone so that you can track their healthy uh, spans or healthy acts and whatnot and how lazy your dog is. Like it just, I think this is just one of the biggest wastes of money ever. Like this is just ridiculous. Why would you care that much? You can see it, can't you? If you're taking your dog for a walk, you can see how much he's running and playing. Yeah, because he's run. Yeah, because he's running in front of you. Yeah, and if you're one of those people who has to pay a dog walker to take your dog for a walk, it means that you're not seeing your dog enough to really care if it's getting a walk anyway, or you're making sure that you pay enough to not need to worry about the fact that your dog may not be getting a long walk or enough exercise. So this to me just seemed really pointless. Do you do you buy into this whole um fitness tracker thing yet? Have you bought in with any devices or programs even on the cell phone you currently have? Nope. The closest thing I have is the uh the console on my treadmill to <laughs> tell me how many calories I've burned while I'm reading comics or watching TV shows. Nice. Because, Take, because, taking it old school. I'm an active couch potato. <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually always all my life since I was a little kid and it sucks that I wasn't like an electrical engineer or something because I totally could have built it or, you know, had initiative, I guess. <laughs> I totally wanted to uh, hook a TV up to a power source, uh, basically me riding on a indoor on an exercise bike to power the TV. So anytime I wanted to play video games or watch TV, I would have to be walking or running or biking or whatever it might be. And I always thought that that would be an amazing idea. And I always wanted to do that because I actually thoroughly enjoy watching TV while on um, a, a, a treadmill or something. Like I remember it was, uh, was it our 100th episode maybe or the summer crossover event from a couple of years ago that we did with the rest of the tag network. I actually podcasted on a elliptical for an hour and a half and it was wonderful. Oh yeah, well, I have an Archie comic in uh it's one of the few Archie comics I keep, and it has Archie's dad on an exercycle to power up this to power up his television. Really? Yeah, and that's on the cover. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So the geniuses over at Archie Comics in New York already beat you to the idea of the couch potato exercycle. But uh, yeah, I just absolutely love my treadmill. I can watch like. Two or three episodes, I can burn through several issues of a comic book and just be like, oh, 500 calories. That explains why I'm out of breath and my feet hurt. But hey, <laughs> look at all the issues I've caught up on. Now, to go completely ag against the... Uh, <laughs> now, to go completely against all forms of fitness, there's this uh, device called the X-Scooter. Oh, I think I saw this. It has a woman... Dressed up like she's jogging, except she's doing fuck all. And she's just sitting on this thing, showing off her sexy legs and her tight little body while she's burning absolutely no calories on this thing that looks like a big X with wheels and a handle. And uh, they let you know just how bad the battery is in this thing. by uh, They're trying to brag about something, but anyone with basic math can, can call their bullshit. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for this. It says, <laughs> it says, maximum speed, 17 miles an hour. Battery life, 15 miles. So that tells you that you can use this thing for less than an hour. You better, wherever you're going, it better be less than half an hour there. 
and less than half an hour back, or you're carrying this. Well, fucking, you're unless you're not going, home. unless you're not going 17 miles an hour the whole time. If you coasted, if you coasted a leisurely 13 miles an hour, oh, then you can make a full hour. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Not to mention, you could probably. I'll just, you know, hook up my uh, my cell phone charging pack to it, right? Because that'll totally work if I'm stuck in a jam. Yeah, you can have a charge up your cell phone, and then you can only be gone for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and it has a pre- now this delightful little thing, which is less practical than a bicycle, only costs. Uh, $17.99. Ooh. $1,799. Oh. You thought it was $17. Yes. That's Although I was that, a little skeptical. That would be worth it. Yes, and, it would. And if you pre-order, you can get it for $14.99. That's a $300 savings off the retail price. Or you can spend that $300 and get a bicycle. And you know what? It won't run out in an hour. You know what though? These things are really fun for kids. I actually had one. I had a um, a razor. I bought it at a garage sale. La- no, two years ago now. I bought it for twenty five dollars at a garage sale, and it went up to I think it was ten or twelve miles an hour. Although it had a maximum riding weight of one hundred and fifty pounds, and I I don't mean to be modest, but I'm just only a little bit over that. So. Uh, <laughs> So what didn't go to its full its full speed, but they are really really fun. Like I had a lot of fun, and the moral of the story is, I ended up selling that two months later for a hundred dollars. This one uh, has a is a uses aluminum alloy for a lightweight design that holds up to two hundred and sixty five pounds. So I barely qualify for this thing, and it uh, it folds up nicely, but. Uh, you know what? Just use a damn bicycle. So what do you have? Well, speaking of... Uh, no, who am I kidding? I ain't got nothing from that piece of crap. Uh, <laughs> e-sensory. Uh, this is a, shall we say, adult fun company. Has recently come out with something called the Little Bird. And this product is a wireless e-book connected... Uh, vibrator that basically vibrates when you start getting to the steamy parts of the book. Uh, And I'm just going to read a a quick little excerpt from their website here. Um, So the uh, founder and CEO quote says, being a great fan of erotic literature, I had the desire to combine the power of words to the potential of connected devices by creating a new way of reading and having fun alone or in a couple. Wait, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just vibrating for the exciting parts. <laughs> so it says the, the, <laughs> the B-Sensor <laughs> system includes a reading app and sex toys synchronized <laughs> via Bluetooth. <laughs> Download, our... <laughs> Download our free app on your smartphone or tablet. Select an erotic story in vibrating version and start playing. Throughout the text, play with the words and your smartphone. A simple shake of your device, a caress, a blow on the screen to reveal the text will trigger the toy vibrations in accordance with the story. At any time, you can make the vibrations vary or replay the sequence. You can also simply use the remote control mode of the device to... 
Thrill Alone or in a couple without reading. <laughs> so this is, I think that this is hilarious. Um, and um, at $99, at least it's not like overly crazy expensive, I guess. But I, I just, this is just the silliest thing. There was actually one other um, vibrating pleasure product that I did see but uh, I will not talk about here because um, it's just a little bit too much, I think, for the show. So people will have to go out and, and look for that themselves. Oh, so let's just say it's um, it, uh, it it gives you, it has a little bit of a tail to it. The this product has a bit of a tail that goes along with it. Oh, it's not one of those horsetail things for guys, is it? Nope, nope. All nope. right, just let people go and find it themselves. Okay. Well, speaking of stupid small electrical things. The final segue. It's the final segue. The smallest arcade cabinet. Ah, uh, yes, I this, saw that. This thing is the size of a baby chick, and it's a full working cabinet with a start, volume, reset buttons. A and B buttons and a working joystick and several working games on it that basically looks like a, an old Motorola flips phone game screen. And, uh, yeah. Well, what did you want? A touch screen? <laughs> yeah, well, I could already use my game, my DS for that, but why yeah. would I want to when I can spend more money on something that plays shitty cabinet games? Well, how much more money? Uh, well, I couldn't look at the price. It looked like it was just a demonstration model. Oh. But people were just, uh, messing around with it. And it says, uh, well, do you want to play Capcom's Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Well, Jeez. the tiny arcade habitat has a game that's very similar. So... <laughs> <laughs> So not only do they start you off with a groan, but then they make it a groan on top of you're like, really? That's the game you're telling about? Wait, wait, what? Now now you can't even give me that crappy game? You have to give me a crappy knockoff of the crappy game? Hey, Capcom made good Disney games. Okay? You played uh, I'm, I'm sorry, played that like is Mickey, not give me Galaga. Give play, me asteroids. Give me Okay, you played Mickey's like, Magical Adventure, you got that on Capcom. You played DuckTales, you got that. You want to play Mega Man? You got that. Capcom made Chippendale's Adventures. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, not Adventures. Oh. Uh, it says there. What? What? What about Bomberman? There's a game that will make you think of Bomberman on there too. So Are you it's kidding? A, it's, Does it actually say that? Yeah, it'll make you think of Bomberman. Oh yeah. my god! So instead of just emulating this shit on your DS, so you get a bigger screen, better buttons, a handheld experience, and something that won't cramp up your hands within 20 minutes, you've got this stupid little thing instead with only these tiny little. You know what? At this point, knockoff games. At this point, it's just one of those, um, like not even like I guess sort of nostalgic slash just like a uh, a vanity. It's nostalgia. It's for vanity. It's just to have it to show it off, right? Like it's like I actually saw something else too that kind of relates to this. Not that I have any information nearby for it, but uh, this company is actually making <laughs> because uh, you knew it wasn't worth looking at. No, this well, not your product, but these are kind of cool. So this company is actually making. Um, uh, like vanity or special edition uh, chargers 
for smartphones and different and different uh, cables. So if you say you want a smart bank or sorry, a, um, a battery bank for your smartphone and your tablet, right? Say you buy it, you know, it costs you $30. It's going to last you maybe a year, two years, depending on what it is before it breaks or the battery gives out or something goes wrong with it. One of the wires comes loose or whatever. So this company actually thought that it would be a good idea to start making them look like things. And their first product line is a Warhammer for uh, Warhammer line to coincide with the movie that is coming out. I you think mean it's Warcraft? Warcraft. Thank you. Warcraft uh, to coincide with the Warcraft movie that's coming out. So they've got all the, the orc hammers and they've got statues that are um, that are like wireless charging pads that look like two like an orc and a and a human fighting to the death and then you put your phone in the middle of them and it charges your phone wirelessly and they've got this big Man. giant like hammer that you take the top the top of the hammer off of it and then plug your phone into it and it looks like your phone is now the hammer and like huh. yeah it's a pretty cool way to uh, to make a product to extend a product's life because even after it stops working you can still keep it around as a little toy or a collectible that's a good way to that's a good way to integrate a product but as a uh, as a small bonus there was this thing that didn't uh, have much information, but this guy hooked up his car to a video game, so the car is the controller. Oh, I saw this. Um, oh, a what's Dodge it? Challenger SRT, and this guy is just turning the wheel and playing the game, and basically he's doing what we were talking about in the last episode, and we were talking about what a horrible death trap of an idea it was, and this guy thought, well, it would be kind of okay if the car wasn't moving. Then you wouldn't take the, you wouldn't have the fatality part. You just have the really stupid looking part. I don't know. I don't know why he sounds like Rick Moranis, but there was a company out there that actually um, made a uh, oh the Sigma in Integral. So Sigma Integral at CES t- uh, this year um, came out with a car, and I believe it was a oh god, what was it? I think it was a Corvette or something. And basically they hooked the entire car uh, at all four wheels to different um, hydraulics. So while you're playing this driving game, which is a, um, you know, it's got three different TVs all tied together, flat screens in front of you to make a 180 or 90 degree viewing angle or something like that. But everything is hooked up to the steering wheel, pedals, gears, and everything like that. So as you're driving along this course, the whole car is moving, jolting, vibrating, um, you know, quote unquote, skidding around corners and stuff. So the whole car will move and jolt all around to this game. So that's that's pretty cool if you've got a shit ton of money and nothing to fucking do with it but waste it on something like that. I mean, you could really you'd just be better off getting you know, a vibrating lazy boy and a friggin' op, uh, Oculus Rift. Because <laughs> yeah. at least that way you can indulge late night style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as, uh, as my last um, item that I had here, this is another a, uh, a female-oriented uh, device here. And this one actually kind of blows my mind as to why you would even really want it or need it, not to mention some of the things that they mentioned. Um, have you ever heard of the company First Response? Uh, I've heard of First Responders. I don't think this is going to be anywhere near as helpful, though. No, so First Response makes pregnancy tests. 
And they released this year at CES 2016, or at least they talked about it there, their first Bluetooth wireless pregnancy test. Why? It's already in your hand and you're looking at it. So this product not only takes a regular pregnancy test, and I believe it even has a screen on the pregnancy test, so it still works as normal, but you connect it to your phone. So it says, here, here's the, the easy guide um, to using your Bluetooth pregnancy test. One, download first response app at your app store. Two, open app, then completely remove test stick from foil. Ensure the Bluetooth setting is on, pair, uh, to connect to the pregnancy pro test and first response app to unlock exclusive tools and content. Take test as indicated in detailed instructions inside. Four, step-by-step test assurance walks you through the process and tells you time remaining to result. Wait time res- support. This is my favorite thing that they call it wait time support. <laughs> Does provides, that- provides activities to make waiting easier including soothing music i'm pretty sure they included a game and (laughs) soothing soothing music five results will be displayed on pregnancy pro digital pregnancy test stick and in the app uh the app provides you with personal tools and information suggested next steps coupon and coupons based on your result Congratulations! You're you're pregnant. Here's ten dollars off of Pampers. Oh, God. I was just thinking the wait music might be like maybe baby I'll be blue. Oh maybe, God! Maybe baby I'll have you. That would be so bad. But it <laughs> so it's got like a, a cycle tracker, pregnancy tracker, uh, your profile. Thing, the only connected the only to way, the internet. Uh, the only way that you can really improve a pregnancy test is if the dad can piss on it too and find out, make sure that it's his. And that find, would actually be really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would save you a flying to LA to be on Maury. That's true. You could just that be like, you know what? True. Hold on, I just gotta take a second and be like, eh. oh you know what, shit, though? you bitch. The funny thing is about this, and I I actually had to talk to my wife about this as seeing as how, you know, I'm not a woman and I don't know a whole lot about pregnancy tests. She even thought it was a bit ridiculous. But the the funniest part is I actually had to ask her if if someone could reuse this (laughs) because I'm like, it's got Bluetooth in it, right? So you don't just throw it out. And she was she was telling me, she's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to wash your pee off of it and use it again. If you're pregnant, you're pregnant. If you're not, you're not. Why would you need to use it again? Are you going to keep it for next week? Like, no, no, pass it to your friends. Oh, God. I mean, if I mean, if you hang around with a bunch of sluts, then you know that they're going to need this thing. Hey, hey, and they're promiscuous probably... people, man. It's the new millennium. All right. Oh, yeah. You, you can't you can't shame people for having uh, uh, repeated unsafe sexual encounters. Right. You, you, you can't shame that anymore. Right. No, you're not allowed to do that. The only, the only thing it would make sense is if it like as if it used some of this technology to let you know you know if it's a boy or a girl you know that yes. would that would be helpful. But you don't find that out until weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks into the pregnancy. At which point your pregnancy test is that, pointless that, because that. you know you're pregnant unless you're appearing on TLC's. How did I not know I was pregnant? Yeah. How did I not know that I was missing my period? How did I not know that I'm that you know? I, it's not indigestion. That kicking is something else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you have uh, anything else for us? Uh, I have got, well, no. Well, I did see something like called the Swiss Voice L7 telephone. And uh, looking at pictures of this, it's just 
a telephone that looks like it was made in the 70s. And this was a new thing. And it's a Swiss thing. So, like, the people that are still making friggin' wind-up clocks and shit thought, hey, how about we make a telephone? <laughs> Great job, guys! Stick with chocolate. Is it, a, is it like, Bluetooth at all or anything? No, I'm just looking at their, uh, the little, it's like a little slideshow article, and all it's saying is, Swiss voices come to the rescue with the L7, which brings the best of the 70s to home phones in 2017. Exactly what that means, we couldn't tell you. So, <laughs> pop, and that's on the popular science website, so you can blame them for the shitty coverage, and you can blame the Swiss for the shitty phones. Lots of blame to go around. So, that's terrible. That's all I've got for the absolute cavalcade of from weird and kind of quirky to what the fark. Well, I guess that, that pretty much uh, wraps it then. I don't have anything else. I, th I just thought it would be really fun for us to come on and uh, chat about some of the wacky, weird, and wild things. The, the, honor that, uh, the honorable mentions. Exactly. That, not not uh, the best ideas, but the ones that kind of got the they had, they had heart. They tried. And the ones that nobody really hears about, because I mean, a lot of, a lot of different podcasts uh, and companies and news outlets and websites and all these different places talk about CES and all the different products that are released. Because every year, I think it's like a minimum of five to 600 um, products are released in different varying forms at the show. So really things like these can kind of get lost. And I mean, this isn't even the end of it. If you like tech, you know, go out there and find some of them. There are some really cool ones. They've got robot bartenders and, and, uh, you know, robotic automated, uh, watering or watering plant pots and all sorts of stuff that, uh, is really cool, but absolutely kind of dumb. So, uh, with that said, Mike, where can, uh, where can our listeners find you on the internet this week? Well, Not next can... week, though. Just this week. <laughs> well, I'll be uh, releasing another episode of the uh, Playing With Power podcast. I'll uh, also be uploading a uh, video of me doing some stand-up that I performed recently. I'll be putting that up on my Facebook page, uh, Mike King on Facebook. Not to be con And if you're uh, wondering which Mike King, look for the one in Ottawa, because I don't know how far this... Uh, this podcast thing goes, and there might be a couple of Mike Kings in your area, and I don't want them getting under any undeserved attention. <laughs> and uh, you can find uh, my uh, Playing With Power Twitter at GetThePower88. Uh, I have my own uh, Twitter, at KingMrStress. That's Mr. Stress. Don't know why you'd want to talk to me, but if you want to let me know that, hey, you like my show, hey, go ahead and tell me, please. And that's about it. So, Rich, where can we find you? Well, you can find me at Rich613 on Twitter uh, for my personal account. I run the Geek Fallout Twitter account. And you can also find me helping to run the Geek Fallout Productions Facebook page, where me and a couple of the other uh, producers post different things and... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, before we go, I just thought I would give a shout out to a uh, a new podcasting friend uh, who has uh, reached out to the um, the network, and I have uh, been chatting with him. He's a nice guy. We've been listening to each other's shows, and he's decided to plug us on his show. Uh, so I figured we would do the same here. I've actually listened to his show, which I believe he's only on episode four of right now. It's called Talking Bout, and it's on the Geeks of the Industry 
geeksoftheindustry.com. That's geeksoftheindustry.com. They're a different podcasting network. And uh, every episode, it's him and a couple of friends just talking about different things. They talk about uh, the episode that I listened to, actually, I believe, had, um, oh, who is it? I think it was AJ Maggot from The Bloke Show on there talking about uh, wrestling games and from different eras, different, uh, you know, I believe they talked about WrestleMania for the uh, NES and a couple for the Super Nintendo. And it was it was actually quite entertaining and uh, brought back a lot of nostalgia. So check him out. Uh, my buddy Glenn at Talking Bout on the Geeks of the Industry network. And that'll about do it. It is now safe to power off your device. Incoming call from Metro. No, no, no. Drop it. Hello and welcome to Geek Fallout Techno Babble. Oh, I was so confident I screwed it up already. This is, <laughs> I should be better than this. Okay, hold on. It's good to know that if I have a couple of years of practice, I can suck like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs>